This week on Nintendo Main, we're going to talk about the news for the week, and I got a bunch of new games to talk about. I've been using my SNES controller for everything. I'm flat. I'm flat. Really, really flat. That's something you should go to the doctor for. Nintendo Main podcast episode 134. I'm Trey. I painted a boat with my tongue, Johnson. That's surprising. I'm Jeremy. Octopath gets really hard, Mikowski. I'm John. Kamehameha Knitter. <laughs> what? <laughs> I like that. Uh, do you care to elaborate on your nickname there, John? Yes, I played uh, Dragon Ball um, Beta and I found. The game was really fun, but the menus were terribly confusing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, we need to talk about that. But first, yeah. well, let's start. Welcome to Nintendo Main. This is your place for the best news about Nintendo from the best Nintendo fans ourselves. And we start off the show, as we do every week, with talking about what we've been playing and what we bought for the week. So, so yeah, let's let's talk about Dragon Ball sure. Fighters. Um, yeah, and, so, and, first of all, who played it? I, I played it. I know Trey played it. Did you play it, Jeremy? I did not play that game. Well, no. neither did I. <laughs> I played you it. Play it. Yeah, you tried to play it. I That's played it. it, but I didn't play it. Noah, I'd, I'd be curious to see how you do it, because I got online. I uh, walked around the lobby. I tried to jump in a few lobbies. I waited a really long time to get matched up. I got net matched up with, the, with no one. I got uh, impatient and played Street Fighter online. That's basically what I did. <laughs> I ended up just yeah, giving it up. Yeah, I wonder how many and... sales Street Fighter had this weekend <laughs> from people not being able to connect on Dragon Ball. Because that was really frustrating. It was Thursday night. It went live. and So I jumped on Thursday night and I tried yeah. for a good, I don't know, at least 15 minutes to connect to a match. And I'd get through all the setup. First of all, I'm hoping that the way they had you jump into the beta is sort of like a you know temporary method. Like you had to choose your, your region, uh, like your country, then your region. And then you had to pick a different, uh, you had to pick a lobby. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why do I even? I don't care what lobby I'm in. Just like set put me into something. I don't care, you know. Yeah, right. And then so that, I thought that was really confusing. And then when you finally did get in, it, I didn't get in until Friday. By the way, I went on if, if I, when I tried on Thursday night. I went on the NBC forums just to see what you know if anybody else was having the same problem. And yeah, everybody was having that problem. And Bandai even mm-hmm. posted on Twitter about it. They said we're aware of the troubles. Nobody's getting into the lobbies. We're working on it. Mm-hmm. So I just gave up. I tried again on, on Friday, and after a little bit of effort, I was able to actually get in. But um, once you get in, you're not even like just jumping into the game or even like a tutorial mode. No. The first thing you, you do is you're in like some town, like some like you're a little yeah, you're a little chibi sort of version chibi. of yourself. I got I got that yeah, far. Yeah, you got that far. Huh? I got to where you could walk around in the town, and there's like circles. And there's a GBDBZ. Yeah, there, there's circles with people standing in circles, and uh, I go up and stand next to them and hit a button, and then it goes to a screen that shows that two people are fighting, and then I hit a button and it shows that I'm waiting to fight next, and I just sat there for a really long time. That's as far as I got. <laughs> That's as far as you got. Well, yeah. that was the 
that was the bulk of my experience. Yeah. So basically, when, when I finally got into the fight, I thought the game was really fun. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it, and you know, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Because you know, it's a fighting game, and it's kind of like playing an instrument, right? You got to know how to play the instrument to mm-hmm. really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so, but but I did feel like when I was mashing the buttons and everything, it would launch into these moves that made me feel like I knew what I was doing. Like there was no, in my estimation, like really like simple move. Like it, it there wasn't just a punch. It was like some kind of super punch. Yeah. At the very least. Sure. And when like a medium attack felt like another game's special attack, and then the special attacks in this game are just like kind of mind blowing. They're really super cinematic, and you like. Mm-hmm get shot into outer space and blow up planets and things. So I thought that was really cool. Great presentation, great graphics. And for somebody who doesn't play fighting games, I still found it a lot of fun. But that's provided that I actually got into the match. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm hoping they work some things out. I understand it's a beta, so there's going to be bugs and slow down and all that stuff. Yeah. As far as uh, you know, hiccup, hiccups getting into the game. Fine, I understand that. Yeah. I just hope that the ultimate uh, game doesn't, you know... Have the same uh, structural menu system mm. that this one has, because that was just I. I just want to jump in and play. Can mm. there just be a mode like fight? Boom, you're in. Fighting. Yeah. Uh, let, let me ask uh, you how get it. how long did it take you to play the first time? Because I feel like I was on there for like a half hour and I could not get anywhere. Not in one, not in one group, but I'd be in a group. Yeah. I would wait for like ten minutes and then nothing would happen, so I go to a different group and try to do it. And I oh. even tried starting my own group. That didn't work either. But how long did it wait? Did you have to wait before you actually got to fight? Because I really wanted to fight. I just couldn't get yeah. it to work. So my first time out, this was on, on Friday when I was actually able to jump in. That session, it was really no problem. Like I, I waited maybe, once I jumped into that little circle you know that you're talking about, maybe 30 seconds. And mm-hmm. then I was in a fight. Yeah. And I thought, okay, that's cool. But then so I, did, I played for like an hour like that. And then mm-hmm. this... The second time that I tried to jump on it was on Saturday night. And at that point, I got in and made like two matches, three matches. And there was a lot of waiting. It was just really bogged down. And uh, so it wasn't as fun that time. But yeah. And the other thing that I thought was confusing, I thought character selection was confusing. I didn't understand how to select my character. Yeah. Did you have uh, to do it before you fought? Is that how it was? Because I noticed that you were kind of changing between like... I don't know, Goku and Piccolo. I don't really know any of the characters from that show. I feel like maybe maybe I'm wrong, but again, maybe it just points to how confusing it was that there were like groups of characters that you had to select. Like you couldn't select this character, that character, and that character. Yeah, right. There were just preset groups of three characters. Uh-huh. Again, assuming if that is the case, that that's only for the beta. That's still kind of disappointing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just had to jump in with these three random characters and had trouble figuring out how to change them after that. I did figure out how to get to well, I did. I did get to a training mode, but I don't even remember how I got to that. Mm. I was kind of messing around. I think I went to one of those circle groups you were talking about, yeah. and oh, it's actually a tutorial. Oh, cool, that's a helpful thing. Maybe mm. that should be at the very front of the game, like instead of just yeah, right. Now it should like be random lobbies and stuff. I find it, but yeah. I find it really weird that, like, like, and on what you were saying earlier about how like playing fighting games is kind of like playing an instrument. It's yeah. in that same way. It's kind of sucks to just like automatically throw you in the in, on the internet to fight people in a fighting right. game when you have absolutely no idea what's going on. And I feel right. like that kind of hurts the demo. I always felt like I'm like, can yeah. I just like fight like three guys like in an arcade ladder or something like that, like just yeah. to get an idea of the way the game works? Because they did the sure. same yeah. thing for a uh, Blaze Blue Cross Battle, where they throw you right into like the internet, 
and I couldn't figure out how to tr- change my character. I couldn't figure out how to pick a character. I the people there were so good that I couldn't even figure out how to do a move. It was just like not fun. So like, yeah, I feel like it was the worst way to experience a game that you're not really sure about buying. It's just yeah. to throw you into the internet like that. And I understand they're like trying to trying to test trying to test the I don't know the online mode or whatever, but. It's not really a good way, I think, to sell the game. I mean, to be fair, that happened with ARMS, and that happened with uh, Mario Tennis, and that happened with Splatoon, even. Yeah, you're right, where they throw you right into competitive. Like, they're not just testing it as a beta of the game itself, but they're testing the the network connection and making sure Uh it works out and shit. Sure. And they're going to all those the, other games, though, the difference with Dragon Ball Z is that there are players who've already been playing this game for what, like six months on different systems yeah. now? I thought like a and year. I could, I could tell because, I mean, like from the first day on Friday when, when everybody was able to actually get in and play, there were people who were just like, you know, cleaning the floor with me. Mm. And there's no way that they just jumped in like I did. Yeah. It, it, I could tell the difference if, if I was, if it was, if it was an even match. I'm like, okay, this guy, I've never played it before. Mm. And, uh, you know, that's a fair fight, which is maybe it's a better representation of what the game is. But yeah, because I was just thrown into this thing with no tutorial and there's these other players who've already played the game and understand it. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes it wasn't that fun because of it. But at the very least, again, the presentation just kind of like blew me away. Yeah. And that's really what carried me through the game. And the reason that I would still consider even even buying it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want to buy the game. I I like I think the game looks great. I just. I couldn't get the demo to work, so I just gave up on it and went and played Street Fighter Online because I was tired of waiting to fight somebody, you know. So I was like, I'm just gonna play a different game because I was like in the mood to play a fighting game online. I was like, I'll just yeah. play, I'll just play another thing that I know it works. So I played Alpha Three Online for a while, but uh, yeah, it's like, um, yeah, it's it sucks that you have to wait for so long and how confusing it is. But I really wanted, I really wanted to play it. Like I wish it would have worked better for me because I would have like tried to do a stream thing of it or something. But I'm glad I didn't because it just didn't work, you know. Sure. When I was trying, I feel like it. if if anyone listening, if you're someone like me who doesn't play fighting games, who just enjoys kind of you know button mashing, but still likes the anime style and and the cool animation and everything presentation, I think it feels to me right now like I would be satisfied getting this game for thirty bucks. Mm. But if it stays as confusing as it is, I think I would be kind of bummed if I paid a full sixty for it. Yeah, I, I figured the actual game will have like. A story mode and all that, I would hope, right. and and like some sort of mode where you don't have to run around as the chibi dbzb whatever you call yeah. it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the chibi dbz. I don't know. I mean, I I was really like I said, I'm I'm super interested in the game, and I was planning on getting it, but the demo really didn't do anything for me, or the whatever the beta. It literally did not do anything for you. Yeah, it it, it didn't. No, I couldn't even play the game, <laughs> so <laughs> it it did it did absolutely nothing for me. But uh, what, comparing it to like uh, arms. To like arms and Splatoon, though, mm-hmm. at least like arms picking your character is pretty easy. Same with Mario Tennis; it it takes you to a place that shows a bunch of people that you can pick. Like it's not like it's pretty straightforward. You know, it's like here's your characters. You're on a court, hit balls at each other. You know, it's not really. I don't know. The, the, there's not like moves and stuff that you need to learn for that. Same with arms. There's not like a down up. You know, down forward, whatever quarter circle move or anything like that it's just here you are punch with your arms and dodge and and all that stuff so it's easier to get into i guess and also i felt like the they matched you up much quicker i felt like the matching up in this was confusing like it wasn't like it it, i wish it would do more like the nintendo ones where it just throws you into a thing where it'll just randomly set you up with somebody you know or do like a fake tournament or something like that like like tennis did that would have been that would have been better but i mean how long does the 
does it go for? Do you know? Is the beta over? Like, can you not use it anymore? Or have you tried it? I haven't recently? even tried it. I just assumed it was over after the weekend, but I haven't even tried again. Because I, because I'm like, can you still try it? I don't. I mean, I could try it right now, but I don't think it's going to work. But, you know, I'm, I'm still interested in the game. I just wish they should give you both options. They should let you play like a regular thing against the computer and right. like do an online mode. You know, I always feel like that should be right. how you get demos just, for fighting stuff. That's a good note for like, especially fighting demos, but maybe general, demos in general. Just consider that this person doesn't want all the, you know, fluff and extra extra modes or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. They just want to see okay, what's the core basic gameplay and show it to me right now. Mm-hmm. Unless it doesn't have that, unless it's going to be like Street Fighter Four yeah. that had like, or Street Fighter Five that had like no arcade mode when it came out. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I was going to try to. I'm going to try to start it up right now. Oh nope, you can't do it anymore. Yeah, no. so I, I guess it was only for the weekend. So maybe when the game actually comes out, there'll be there'll be a better demo where you can actually like play it. So I guess I just won't get to play it for now. <laughs> you know, unfortunately. That's, that's... Yeah. To be fair, I never even tried to download it. So yeah, I missed my chance kind of willfully. Kind of not. You didn't really care. I mean, I've heard, I've been hearing about it. Um, People really I could have like bought it. it on PS4 by now. You could probably buy it for thirty on PS4 by now. <laughs> I, mean, I remember uh, Kevin talking about it. Yeah, Kevin, he like talked a lot of praise about it. So yeah, he had a lot of um. Yeah, because he had a lot of events where they'd play it. Like, it was a good multiplayer game, and people were really into playing it. So, he brought it around to a lot of different places. So, but I was, yeah, I was hoping it would be on the Switch. But, yeah, you can probably buy it for cheaper on PlayStation now, I'm sure. Because their games go down in price much quicker than Nintendo ones do, it seems like. But there, there's a really good demo that I played on there, if you want to. If, if, is there anything else you want to say about Dragon Ball Fighters? Uh, no, I, I did play one more thing that I wanted to talk about. Sure. Related to my intro, Flat Heroes. I really liked it. Yeah, um, yeah I didn't I play that. that. I, I downloaded that. I don't that know, did I talk about that last week? I don't know if you did I or I, did. I don't think I did. I think yeah. I missed it. But yeah, I played it about a week and a half ago, and, and I, I really enjoyed the game. I thought it was, uh, you know, for, for 10 bucks, I think it might be worth it. You're, it's basically, you're this square. I think for 10 uh, bucks, most, ga- most games are worth it. <laughs> I mean, 10 bucks is. I consider ten bucks to be incredibly cheap for a game. I think most games are worth yeah. it for ten bucks. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, this one had a, a level of polish to it that I think even went maybe a little bit beyond ten bucks. It's a simple looking game uh, where you're this little square and it's an action platformer, sort of like like the N plus games, like very simple. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, what's what's this about? It's not too much, but it gets more and more complex as it goes on. And you are basically dodging these like missiles and. Weird things that are coming at you. Simple uh, geometric shapes. Are you like side? Are, are you like side scrolling? Are you like in one place? Or how does it play out? No, no. It's like you're like, you're like in one place. It's like it'll flash with different scenarios. Almost like is it like an endless runner? Like like it's how? not an endless runner. It's more like like you know a warrior where just like presents you with a scenario and then uh-huh. okay three two one go yeah, yeah like more in that kind of style but it's all platforming and um you just see that you're a square and you're in this position on the screen and here's the different platforms set up and then all of a sudden missiles are coming at you and you have like 20 seconds to dodge missiles and lasers and all this stuff uh-huh. so it's like an action platform puzzle game and then if you survive cool on to the next one Oh, okay. So it's not like you have to get to a place. It's like just dodge all these no, things, no. and then you might get yeah, to keep, a different thing after that. Yeah, yeah. Keep dodging until the time is out. And then mm-hmm. every so often there's a boss, which I thought was pretty surprising given 
the design of the game and how it was just basically like shapes and things. Uh. But they have these creative bosses and everything. Like there'll be this big circle that comes after you very slowly. And then all of a sudden it'll just like charge at you. And you're like, whoa, I didn't expect that. Um, can you shoot at it? We'll you can't. Ahead. You can't shoot at it. Uh, the as far as movement, I say, how do you uh, attack the, it? The square, the square, the square jumps, and you've got like you can do double jumps, but then you can use the the stick to point in the direction that you want to jump. Mm. So you can jump backward if you want to, or you can kind of like hone in on a target, and that's what you're supposed to do with that guy. Is you're supposed to run around, or actually you're a square and you kind of roll around really, and then you can like jump this way, then jump that way to, to sort of fake him out and hit him from behind. Uh. And you can also magnetize. That's another thing, is that you can, you magnetize to the platforms when you use the stick to point to where you want to go. You can stick to the underside of a platform and uh. you can, like, roll around to the top of the platform. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a very simple uh, puzzle platform action game. And, uh, yeah, I, I liked it a lot and I would consider buying it. Uh. Yeah, yeah, I haven't played the demo yet, but I did download it. So, but yeah, I, and there's a multiplayer mode too, which I, I played briefly. But um, uh, it's kind of like a, if Smash Brothers was on Atari 2600. Yeah, because you got these characters again, sort of like the boss fights that I was talking about. But you're just trying to like bump into each other, and it, yeah, not, I think it was like knocking each other off the screen or or what it was. But yeah, you were fighting uh, other simple shapes. Yeah, so it's like so it's like the triangle versus the like the quadrangle or whatever. It's, uh, or trapezoid right, right. is in there, probably. Right. But the, yeah, but the movement is fun, and the magnetizing uh, mechanic works really well. And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Do you, like, knock each other off the world like you would in Smash Brothers? In the multiplayer I forget if thing? it was knocking each other off or just, like, hitting each other a certain number of times. Oh, wait. I vaguely remember now because it was a week and a half ago that I played it. But um, there are, like... Cir- there are, like, big circles that will suddenly appear, and you have to stay inside the circle for longer than the opponent you have to so the other guy can come in and try and knock him out of the circle mm. okay. and the time kind of adds up visually on the circle there's like a little almost like a health bar or something it says oh the black square stayed in for this long and then the white square stayed in for this long oh, okay yeah deceptively simple and pretty stylish in the end uh-huh. yeah i'll have to play the demo haven't haven't gotten around to it yet but i did there was a demo are you have you uh i'm done set it yeah, up yeah. on that one that's all i played uh there it's is a record a- two things I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you guys uh, knew it, but uh, Valkyria Chronicles Four has a demo out now, and uh, it's pretty awesome. I really, really liked it, and uh, it's it go. It's like similar to um, Octopath, where it's like a around three hours, but it but it you'll continue into the game. It whenever you buy the game, like it goes, it takes your save from that and continues it on. But uh, Valkyria Chronicles is a game. I don't know if you guys have heard of it before, but it's very much like Codename Steam, or I guess Codename Steam is like Valkyria Chronicles. It's a turn-based action strategy game, to where like you have a bunch of different characters and they all move in different ways. But you can ro- walk around the level like as a third-person shooter, and you only have like you can only go so far while you're walking, and then you can shoot so many times like one person. It's kind of hard to explain, but it's a really cool game. You should definitely check out the demo for it, but. I played I played through all of it. It's like a three hour. It's like the first two chapters of the game. It's basically what you're playing, so you get an idea of what the game's going to be like from that. And there's actually a bonus map on there as well that's only on the demo, so that's pretty cool. But I, I played around with that last week, and I really really dug it. Like I was gonna I was gonna get into all those other games that I got, but I didn't. I ended up just playing Valkyria Chronicles Four because the demo was really it? fun. 
It's not out yet. It doesn't come out until the end. Oh, of- so you've only played the demo and you got all those videos from it? Yeah, no, I, I didn't buy the game. I just played the demo. No, the demo. Wow, yeah, you- I saw you had released several videos on the Thing Mater YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah, I dropped a bunch of videos. So, yeah, you'll get at least like four hours of play out of it just from playing That's the demo. Cool. So, and the, and the game doesn't come out until like the end of next month. So that kind of sucks waiting for oh, it because I really like the game. Well, I really like the game and I want to play more, but it doesn't come out until the end of September. So it's kind of weird to... You just like grind like crazy? No, I mean, you, it's not really... I mean, you can. Like there's a there's challenge maps that you can do where you can play through the same map that you already beat if you want to like make your guys better. And you can still do that on the demo if you want to, I guess, after you're done with it. But I didn't really feel like you needed to grind. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like a strategy thing. So it's mostly, mostly about like, you know... Trying to approach. Well, why does mean? Could you get all your characters to level ninety nine? Oh, in the demo. Maybe if I wanted to. I mean, there's only there, there's really only two maps that you can that you can do the challenge modes on over and over again. So I guess you could. I mean, you have yeah, there's a lot of characters. Well, actually, you know what? The way the game works is you don't you're not actually leveling up your characters. You're leveling you're leveling up the class of the character, which is kind of cool. So like. You have different, you know, you have different characters. Like you have ones that carry these giant sticks that can destroy tanks. Uh, I forget what they're what they're called, but uh, they they're they're all different. There's different types of characters, and you as you go and you go to like your base and you add your you earn experience points, just like a, an amount of experience points. And you go to your spa- to your base and you add it into whatever the whatever the class is. So everyone who's that class levels up. So it's not like you're leveling up individual characters, which is really cool, I think. Because there's a lot of characters that you have, and you don't have to worry about, like... You can use a bunch of different ones now. You know, you just you just level up that particular type of character, and uh, you'll, get extra, you'll get extra stuff as you, as you level that up. So you'll get, like, new moves that you can do while you're, while you're on, the, on the field and all that. And you'll also get, like, different, different extra stats and stuff. But it's all... All your characters level up with it, so... I like that. I like the way that is. And I think I got my characters up to like level four or five, I think. The the classes before I was done. And I got and I got a lot of uh you you get a good amount of experience from each thing. But I didn't really I didn't really feel the need to grind after that, but I guess I could if I really wanted to, you know, like keep playing it. Like which I really like it. And I have Valkyrie Chronicles one for PlayStation three, which I've never played all the way through. I played the demo of that also and really liked it, like when I first got my PS three. So, I mean, I, th- I thought about going and playing that, like, in the meantime, just because I hear that game's really good. They talk it a lo- about it a lot on Axe of the Blood God, but um, it's been one of those that I wanted to play. But, yeah, it's a cool game. It's uh, worth checking out if you want to play a different type of uh, RPG. I mean, it's more like... So is, it like is that a strategy RPG? That's kind of what I thought it was. Yeah, it is, but it's a real-time third-person shooter strategy. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So, like, you're, it's, it's worth it's worth trying out if you haven't really... Did you like? Do you remember the game Codename Codename Steam on 3DS? Yeah, it works like that. Where like you, you basically it shows you a map. It shows you where all your characters are, and you'll pick one of your characters, and then it'll like zoom down and it'll be behind your character, and you walk around with your character just like you would in a third person shooter. Like you strafe left and right, and you turn with like the right stick. So like, but you can only move so far. Like you have a meter that shows like how much energy you can go. So you can walk until that meter goes out. And then you can shoot somebody one time after that, and then that's your turn. But you can come back to that character again after that, and do and do another turn. But you get so many turns per round. It's basically how it works. They give you a bunch of stars, and every time you use a character, you lose a star. And if any of your and you have guys that are leaders, that if you have them in your group, you get an extra star. And if they get killed, you lose stars on the next turn. 
And uh, there's kind of sort of a permadeath thing. Basically, if somebody gets killed, you have to get one of your other characters to that person within like the next like couple rounds. And if you don't, they die forever. But if you get to them and a, med- a medical get to them, and they'll come back like a few rounds so it's later. Kind of like the whole first-person shooter Fortnite or whatever thing. Where sort of, like, yeah. Teammate. Yeah, where you can get to, except it doesn't take very long. All you have to do is just walk right to them, and then like a medic person will come out and take them away, and then they get and they'll get re, they'll get brought back into the game like I think like three turns after that or something, which I never really I didn't I didn't lose a whole lot of characters. I think I only died like maybe two times in there, but my I don't remember my characters ever coming back after that. But you also you only have a certain you only have so many characters you can have on the screen at once. But some bases that you have, you can like re- have characters come out of there, like on the next turn, like regenerate somebody. So, so I did that, but I did people that I hadn't actually used before. But yeah, there's different. There's like snipers. There's different classes. There's snipers. There, uh, there's guys that have like machine guns and more that are that are tougher and that can walk farther. And they all they all have different weapons and different types of movement and all that. But uh, and and you can like hide. You know, there's kind of a if you ever played like um, XCOM or Mario Plus Rabbids, there's a they have like the Overwatch type thing. You know, like where when people walk by you, you automatically attack them. Except all your characters do that. You don't actually have to turn it on. Like it just automatically does that. But yeah, and it goes back and forth. You move move all your characters, and then you end your turn, and then the bad guys move their characters. But you won't see you won't see what they're doing until they get in the eye shot of your characters. So you'll just see it'll show the map, and it'll just say like it'll have like little sound effects being like scuffle scuffle or whatever in the background. But you won't actually see if anybody's moving until they get close to your characters and then you'll see see then you'll see their point of view and you'll see where where they see them coming from and they'll fire on them whenever whenever they see them but uh yeah it's cool it's worth playing there's definitely nothing like it on the system and there's no other game aside from codename steam codename steam that i know that's like that so it's it'd be an interesting game to play you should try it out john because it's a so sort of a weird hybrid where it's a strategy game but it still feels like a action game sort of yeah it has me interested as soon as you said third-person shooter hybrid that I've never heard of anything like that. So. Yeah, it's not That's really... Cool. I mean, like I said, it's... You basically move around, but you can only shoot, like, one time. So it's not like shooting and dodging and stuff like that. It's more about where right. you position your guy. But you walk around in real time as, like, a... With third-person shooter controls. You know, that type of thing. And there's a... And it's and there's some interesting different stuff that you do. Like, there's one where you have to... We have to, like, sneak around and figure out, like, what tanks are real and what tanks aren't. And... Once you, and you get sabotage and you have to like shoot the numbers off of these towers to like uh, tell your like um, your air your air support like where to go on tanks and stuff like that, which you use the snipers for. So there's interesting like missions that you do as you go through it, and there's a bunch of like cutscenes in between. It's very like anime, you know, but I like it. It's fully voiced, you know, all the characters talk to each other and all that. But it's a cool game. Like I, I really like to play it. When it whenever it comes out in two months, which is a shame that I have to wait so long. But I, I really really dug the demo. I saw on Twitter somewhere that somebody was playing it, so then I looked it up and I was like, oh yeah. So I just uh, dived into it, took a look. You can check it out on YouTube if you want to see it. I posted a bunch of stuff up there on it. I was trying to I was trying to play through the whole thing in one sitting, but I kept getting my internet kept getting like dropped out. So it's up there. It's like four different videos now, but it's a cool game. Those that, that was a demo that I that I actually played a lot of. And it said that it said that when you get the new game, you can continue on from where you're at. So, so I wouldn't want to start all over again. Of course, you don't want to do that. So it's similar. It's cool that they're doing a similar thing like Octopath Traveler was, where it's just you get the whole game up front. It's basically the old whole game up to like the end of chapter two, and then it 
and then it says like, "Nah, you gotta buy the you gotta buy the full thing," which isn't out yet. So there's that. But a couple, I did buy a couple other games as well. Um, I bought I bought that uh I bought that arcade fighting game that uh the one that looks really weird, the one that looks like uh like a robot chicken episode. We talked about it before. The Raging Justice game. Oh, the Raging. Oh Justice yeah, game. yeah. I bought that game. It's actually it's, that? it's actually not bad. I bought it because it was on sale. It, it was on sale. It was like sixty percent off or something. I bought it for nothing actually because I used my golden coins to pay for it all. So I didn't I didn't pay anything for it. But it was like it was eight ninety nine, and I had over I had over nine dollars worth of uh, golden coins. So I just got it for completely free, and I w- did bought it completely out of pure curiosity. And it's actually a lot better than I thought it would would be. The animation is still really weird, and I do feel like I'm playing like a Rankin Bass claymation game or something like that. But <laughs> it's but that's fine. That it's a and it's not a it doesn't really like fully rip off uh, Final Fight three or or uh, Streets of Rage two. It does its own thing, and it kind of is unique, I guess, in that way. Like there's different you can you know like you, it expects you your cops and expects you to like arrest some of the characters that you're fighting. And if you arrest oh, them, cool. if you arrest them, you get food to like bring yourself, bring your life back. And there's also missions for every level. And if you do those missions, you'll get extra lives and stuff that'll help you like get through it. And if you don't, you get more points and stuff. So you can go like the good cop way or the bad cop way. So there's a little bit of variety in it. But there's three there's three characters in there. Uh, I was playing around with uh, I was playing around with some of them earlier before we were recording, and I did like a forty minute quick run through thing that I put on YouTube of me playing as the kid as Ashley. But uh, it's a, I'll tell you, it's it's a lot better than Wolverblade. Like as far as like other arcade beat 'em ups go, like it's a lot more fun than that. And it it, it rem- about Wolverblade, Wolverblade. But it reminds me of uh, it reminds me of some, some Super Nintendo games. Like it reminds me of uh, it's got some Final Fight moments in it. It reminds me of uh, the Spider Man and Venom, like the Separation Anxiety game. Kind of reminds me of that for some reason. Has a little bit of Batman Returns in there because there's where motorcyclers that you can like knock out and their motorcycles explode. And it reminds me of the of the clown motorcyclers from uh, Batman Returns. It's more Batman Returns than Batman Forever. It's definitely not Batman Forever at all, okay, <laughs> thankfully. Cool. Except for maybe the animation a little bit, but not yeah, the... Yeah, it looks uh, <laughs> a little Batman Forever. <laughs> yeah, the, like I said, the animation is kind of weird, but it plays really well aside from that, and it is super fast, and there's a lot of different weapons you can use, and there's, you know... It took me a minute to figure out how the controls work, because there's, like, there's like um there'll be warrants for certain characters that they want you to... Like, if you don't if you don't kill them, you, you get, like, extra... You get extra food and stuff. And, uh, but you can go the other way. You can kill them with an item and then you get like extra points in that way. You can go the good cop or the bad cop route in that. But it took me a while to figure out how to arrest the warrants because you basically have to like get them in a headlock and beat them up until this meter under them fills. And I didn't notice the meter until later. And once the how meter. How do you read the Miranda rights? Uh, you can't. <laughs> you just beat them up. You just beat them up until this meter fills. And then when it, me- when it fills, you can arrest them after that and you get points for it. But it's worth playing. I'd like to play it two player, but I didn't. I didn't feel like you had to play it two player, like uh, like Wolver played. When I played that, I felt like it was way too hard single player, and it just wasn't really. There wasn't a whole lot of variety to it. This one seems a little bit more variety, but I was I was un- unable. They give you seven continues on it to work with, and I was unable to beat to get all the way through on that. There was like one boss that I was having a really really hard time with, and I think I lost like three continues on that boss. So I have to go through and try to beat him again. And it continue it like kinda it saves like every every chapter you go to, but it saves like how much lives and how much continues you have. So like if you fuck up 
and you're in the last level with like one life, you'll just continue with one life. That's basically kind of what happened to me. Like I got stuck on this one part where I only had like four lives left and I can only get so far. So I just go back to the beginning again, but you can do, you know, you can go back to like, say if you did the first two levels good and you fucked up the third one, you can go back to like the second level and play that and try to get, and try not to fuck it up or whatever, or start at the beginning of the third one. So there's options, you know, that you can do. And there's like leader internet leaderboards and, uh, there's like a time, there's like a time attack type thing. And of course there's like challenges for like going through the levels quicker or beating the bosses quicker and stuff like that. So there's a lot of stuff to do with it in the end. Also not Nintendo related, but I bought a new chair. I don't know if you guys can see it, but I was wondering about that cushion profile. Yeah, I bought. I bought a, I, there's this it didn't look familiar. There, new gaming chair. I mean, this isn't. This is video. It's video game related. Uh, I heard of this app called Let Go. Have you heard about that? Yeah, yeah I've heard of that. Yeah, Let Go. And I, I'm. We've been in the. The Justin and I have been shopping for like new couches and stuff. And I've been wanting to get a new recliner because one of my recliners died, and this other one that I have is kind of dying too. And plus, I wanted a smaller one so I could make more room in my in my office mm-hmm. here. So I found this uh, modern recliner on uh, let, on the Let Go for seventy five dollars, and I bought it yesterday from from a guy nice. that was uh, I, from this uh, Asian couple. I don't know if they had run out of money or something, but they seemed to be <laughs> like they were trying to sell all their shit. You know, I came in there. They're probably getting ready to move. That's what it looked like. They had a uh, everything in boxes, like there was nothing in their apartment. They and Jess just had some big stuff. They didn't feel like moving with them. Yeah, and Jess and I went there to pick up the chair, and I, you know, I was like, "Hey, can I like Venmo you or something?" And he's like, "No, I need cash because I need it like right now." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Okay, cool." So we went to we went to the ATM and got cash and brought it to him. And when we got back, he was like, "Is there anything else you want to buy here?" And I'm like, uh, "I don't think so." Like all they really had was like a table and a chair and like stacks of books. And a TV. And he's like, the TV's not for sale. And I'm like, okay. So it was kind of weird. Like, it seemed like they were pretty, pretty desperate on the money. But anyway, yeah, I bought this, uh, recliner. It's, a, uh, it's one of them where you just, like, lean back and it reclines on its own. It doesn't have a switch or a pulley or anything on the side. So, lean back. so it's pretty cool. Yeah. And what I like about it is when it leans back, it actually kind of scoots back. So, like, I can have it up and there's a whole lot of room behind it. So I don't have to worry about Because I used to move. I used to move my recliner back and forth every time I would use the use my computer chair and the computer and all that, and it was really annoying. So now I have more room in here. There's actually I found another one on Let Go for ninety dollars that I might pick up next week, and then I'll have two small recliners, so then I'll have more room in here. So I'm just not sure I've if looked, I'm going to get that one. That's where I've not. been looking for my uh, CRTs, which I found a few. But oh, really? Yeah, you could probably find some TVs. I'm in there afraid for cheap. to buy like random CRTs because. They're probably I'd, not. I'd have to bring stuff with me to make sure they work, like to right. test all the connections and stuff. Oh, sure. There's another site called FreeCycle, which is where you just give stuff away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you heard of that one, but check that one out too. Yeah, no. Let go is cool though because it's like a almost like a social network where you like message the people directly. Yeah, you, you talk to them. This, yeah. Where do you live? Blah blah blah. Mm. And there's like pre direct contact. Yeah, there, there's like preset messages too. You can just tap one that says like, "Is it still available?" or like, yeah. "Can you negotiate?" or like, "Where are you at?" You know, blah blah. And this one actually, this chair when I looked at it originally was a hundred dollars, and it just kept going down. And I was like, "Oh shit, it's seventy five now. I should go get it." You know, and it's like it's like fucking brand new. Like, it looks nothing, pretty good from the time. Like we uh, like we were looking at it, and there's like no, there's like no like uh, marks on it or anything. It looks like it looks it, like it looks brand new. Fingers. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> well, it's tiny, but. Yeah. Oh yeah. It does. But yeah, it looks it looks really new. So I don't know. But yeah, it's a pretty new gaming chair. I tried it out today when I played Raging Justice. 
And I also Did played. Did you notice Raging any improvements Justice in your score? Well, I had never, I never played Raging Justice with the other <laughs> recliner, so I can't really compare it to that because I just, because mm. I just got it. So, but I think it's still on sale. But I think it actually, you know, it, uh, it wowed me more than I thought it would. Even though the animation is so weird, and like I said, I feel like I'm playing a robot chicken game. Which is kind of cool because I like that show, <laughs> but it makes me feel like the whole game is like stop motion. It kind of it reminds me of that weird Mortal Kombat game that we played at MGC. You know, the mm-hmm. one that has like the real life actors in it, but it's HD, so it looks awful. It's kind it's kind of like that, except it doesn't look as bad as the Mortal Kombat one. It's just like let's make a fully rendered game, but in HD, and then everything looks like clay, and it looks really weird. But it's but it controls really well, and it's fun to play. You know, so I give it my mark of approval. I also bought that uh, Flipping Death game. Which came out How's last that? week. I was really excited to play that. I, I like it. It's like it kind of reminds me. It, it kind of reminds me of uh, Night in the Woods, just in the way it's set up, because it has like the like the slopey two D world, you know, where you go from like one place to another, and it's all kind of connected. Except this one is more like story based. It's like, oh, you have to get to this part. And in order to do that, you have to do this. It's very much like a point and click game, except like in a 2D landscape. And there's two different worlds. There's the dead world and the alive world. That's where the whole flipping goes. So you basically, you're this main character who, and who dies in the beginning of the in the beginning of the game, of course. And you end up, uh, accidentally getting turned into death. You become the grim reaper. So, uh, you get to go around possessing people and you go and you possess people and have them do different things to try to figure out like mysteries in the dead world. Like you meet a lady that was murdered by her husband and well, she died and she, says she was murdered and she wants to prove that he was the murderer. So there's a whole, you know, that's the whole first chapter is trying to prove that he's the murderer. And I got that far, but uh, yeah, there's different stories involving different characters and there's each different character. They all do different things. Like, uh, like I said earlier about licking, like painting a boat with my tongue. Like I did that with one of the characters in the game. You had to like, uh, you, you basically, you basically have to like uh, chase, like there's different guys that do different things. Like one, you have to you have to get this. There's one guy called Poke Man, and he like he like stretches his arm and he pokes people with his finger. Pokemon. And yeah, no, he's basically making fun of Pokemon, but his name's Poke Man, and he stretches his hand out and pokes stuff. And uh, there's a part where you have to poke a switch, and then this uh, and then this like um jar of paint comes out, and you have to chase tra- chase the paint to the other side where this ghost hand will stop it. And then paints on a thing, and you take this guy, the guy who married the girl that died, and his power is to lick things. So you can, like, move his tongue around. So you move his tongue around and lick the blue paint, and then you go down and paint this ship that this dead pirate, he's like, paint my ship, and then it'll take his other thing. So you paint the ship blue, and then the blue will take you to the mansion where he buried the the body of the dead, of the dead bride. And then you take him and you lick the dead bride who's frozen in a freezer and it sticks your tongue to it. And then the cop can find him at this, at the scene of the crime and all that. So it gives you the idea of the way, how ridiculous the way the game works, but you know, it's that, it's that type of thing where it's, it feels very, very much like a, like a, a point and click adventure, like reminiscent of like a maniac mansion and it's stuff like that. Lick. Yeah. No, where it's like, yeah. Where it's like, do this thing and go to this thing, but you might not figure out that you have to take this thing over here. You know, it's very much like that or like Sam and Max, like those type of games. But in a in a two D game, but it's it's fun so far. I mean, I like the first hour of it. I'll definitely play more of it. And it's super like the the graphics are very much like Tim Burton-y, you know, the, or like almost like Tim Schafer-y as as well. I guess you know, like all the characters very are. It's very Timmy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the two Timmys. But uh, and it's very much it's very crazy looking. All the characters are all like super gangly and like their heads like 
their jaws aren't connected, you know, and they, they, the art style is very cool. So everything looks all weird and stuff. And you can throw your, uh, you can throw your scythe at stuff and jump from one thing to another. That's kind of how that works. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's a charming, uh, quirky game that, uh, that I think is pretty cool. So I played that one and, uh, and I played more of Yoku's Island Adventure or Island Express. I still really like that game. It's been, uh, I'm still going with it. It's a lot of fun. I mean, I was a, uh, I was out of town with uh, stayed at Justice Grandma's house for a couple of days, so I played it while I was there in portable mode. I and, tried, uh, it's I tried a lot of fun for a good thirty minutes or so, and uh, I enjoyed it. But my concern was that maybe after a while, you just kind of feel like you're playing a platformer on rails. Does that make sense? Do you mm, feel it's that way? not like that though at all? No, it's, like defi- it's definitely not a platformer on rails. It's it it's, felt a little like Sonicy to me, but like pinball. Yeah, uh, it's not but not like though. spinball. It's it's very much a Metroidvania, but with pinball mechanics. It's a really it's a, it's definitely a game that I've never played before. It's it's completely unique. It's basically you you know that part that you played the demo part. You play that, and then you get in, and then you're in this giant map, and they'll be like, "Uh, you have to take this thing to this guy way up here," and it's like way across the map, but it doesn't show you anything until you've actually gone there. So it's all clouds. So you go through different puzzles, like in the pinball thing. To try to get different shit to take from one thing to another, but it's not. It's very much not on rails. You can like you. You get to a point where you can pretty much go wherever you need to, as long as you have the proper items to go there. You know, so it's very much like Metroidvania. It'll be like you know, here's the thing that you can't use. Oh wait, you got this thing that you can use it. You have a thing that's sort of like a hook shot that you have now. Now you can go up there. Like it's very much like that. You know. So I never, I never really felt like it was like I could only go to certain places. But you also there's the pinball mechanic to it, so you you do kind of there there's places you might get stuck in, I guess, if you're not that good at pinball things, you know, because you have to a lot of it you have to hit it a certain way, but as it goes down the flipper, it'll kind of like highlight where you're at, so you can kind of aim it in that way, which is nice mm-hmm. to help you doing it. But yeah, you can you move around with the ball outside of pinball stuff, but it's basically yeah, you'll go around and solve a puzzle thing and find a way to go to a next thing and. I got I got stuck a little bit. I did have to look online for one thing where I needed a wallet to have more money. Then I need to find out where it was. But it is a, it can get pretty complicated. And actually, when I saw the map, I was like, "Shit, this game's huge!" Because it looks it definitely looks huge. And I think I've only maybe unlocked like thirty percent of it now. And I must have played it for almost ten hours. I think so. It's there's definitely stuff in there to to be had to have fun with. So it's 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 been a really fun uh, pick up and play game too because it it saves a lot. So it's really easy to just play it for a little bit and put it down, you know, but it's been, it's been my, uh, it's been my portable game. I've just been playing around on that whenever I'm, whenever I'm out and playing the switch. So it's been my undocked one. So that, but that's been the ones that I played this week, I guess. I think you guys, uh, you got anything, Jeremy, you have, you haven't said anything yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mentioned at the top of the show, I've been trying to play everything I can with my SNES modded controller with my uh-huh. 8-bit dough guts switched out. And uh, I found out that it works perfectly with Octopath Traveler, so that's nice. been my game. Oh, yeah, nice. I've been playing Octopath, and uh-huh. like I said at the top of the show, it gets hard. Like um, That's what I I hear. was totally yeah. at the level I thought I was supposed to be, and I was stocked up on items, and I still had to grind a little bit and uh-huh. uh, sort of like change up my strategy to get through the second chapter for one of the characters. So I think I've completed the second chapter for three three characters now i don't know if there's three or four for each person but i'm just sort of slogging my way through it what is your time for that like how many hours are you at i'm coming up on 20 hours okay i was wondering i know jess is at like 30 i think yeah 
So, but, but I'm like super happy that I can play it. Like, like I've said before, I, I, I think I've had this controller since I was in with your old gross controller, maybe late <laughs> high school or early uh, college. So, yeah, it's I cleaned cool, it up and I, I switched the guts out. And this is the same controller I'm, I may have actually played Final Fantasy three on this, and now mm-hmm. playing Octopath. Nice. Now you're playing the homage. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it also works for Mario Kart eight. Surprisingly enough, so oh, you can use the di- know, digital pad. Oh, that's seven cool. seven Mario <laughs> Karts since. I played the first Mario Kart on this, wow. and it's it works for Mario Kart Eight, and I've been playing through like the time trials and doing a little GP, a little online, just to sort of test the controls out, and it treats it like a a pro controller, you know, by its connection, but it uh it functions like it would with a a Wiimote. Oh wow! In the sense, of, not with the there's no tilt functionality, but uh-huh. it's like you're playing with the D pad. So, and you don't need, I guess, you don't need both of the trigger buttons for that right to play it no yeah it works like 100 percent with uh mario kart 8 it's crazy to think that all of the mario karts theoretically could be played with this one controller i don't know if that's true but sure at least the first and the the most recent can all be played with this controller well you could use so that's it. why i've been i've yeah. been kind of blown away by this uh, using this with the switch and i've gotten it to work with my nes classic and my snes classic so nice yeah, I was gonna so say been having could... a ton of fun with this controller you could probably use it on the Wii U too, right? If you can get it to work. I have the not been able to get it to, to work with the Wii U. You told oh. me that, and uh, I've been trying my hardest to get it to work with the Wii U, but oh. I can't. You can't get. I've been able to get it to work with the Wii for Remote. The NES Classic and uh, SNES Classic. You have some kind of receiver for that, or I do. Uh huh. I have the. That came uh, with your kit. No, it didn't. I had to buy that separate, but I bought that like almost two years ago now. It mm-hmm. was a. Uh, it was an Amazon Prime Day special, and it was the original retro receiver. And they've released new versions of it since then. Hmm. But I have like the original version, and I think I got it for like twelve bucks. It was it was super cheap because it was on uh, the Amazon Prime Day sale. Sure. And I just happened to have it on my my uh, wish list, and they let me know about it, so hmm. I bought it. Nice. I I bought a couple more of those too. I bought I bought some I bought these because they were cheap, the Famicom ones. But yeah, I bought some eight bit new ones. It it was like a two pack that was fifty bucks. That came with yeah. sensors, so I bought a couple of these to use at the bar they work at. So, so I do wonder if I so bought I something some like too. that, Trey. If I could just take the guts under that and put it on in an SNES controller, like is that already a thing that I could do? I mean, do you know how? I mean, you if you knew if you learned enough from putting the guts in your old SNES one, you can probably do that, right? Well, all I the the only thing that might be different is that the actual injection molding of the shape of the inside of the case uh-huh. is probably different. Yeah. So the the board is custom fit to the that case. So that's what I wonder. But I haven't tried to take it out and put it in like some other bootleg controllers yet, which I should do. I've just loved it so much functioning as is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that's really been my goal the past week. I haven't bought a new game. I've tried some demos out. Well, no, I tried. I did download. Um, no, I haven't tried any demos out this week on the Switch. I'm pretty uh, sure uh, that was last week. I'm pretty sure you could play Yoku's Island with that with that uh, controller. Yeah, I, I play. I did play, play the, the Yoku's Island demo, and I thought, like, what John's concern was, I did sort of feel like it had. You would just get to like certain like junctions where you had to complete everything to to get to the next spot. So sure, it felt like a platformer, but it also felt a lot like a Sonic game because mm-hmm. of how you're moving around the map in that way. Oh, sure, it felt very Sonic-like. Except you can't go as fast at all. Well, right. sometimes you do, I guess, depending on what flippers you're on. But no, it's very much more of a Metroidvania game, where like you 
you'll go to the same spot many times to try to try to get to different places with different items. So it's the whole thing where you can go anywhere and you'll return to different areas to explore out stuff that you couldn't do before. But I do look forward to using this thing with the, you know, all the NES releases we're going to be getting on the Switch. Yeah. Well, supposedly. Oh, so, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that in our so news keep segment. Keep this thing going. Yeah. That's a, that's a news segment thing. But uh, if that's if that's all you've uh, been playing for the week, we can take a break and get into that. Sounds good to me. If, there's, if that's what we got. All right, cool. We'll be right back. Let's talk about the news. Um, one thing I wanted to say, Jeremy being the predictor of uh, stuff from last week. Uh, so, actually, we could have this whole part called Philip News because uh, there were a bunch of <laughs> shit that happened with that guy after we Jeremy stopped talking last week. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, number one, Jeremy said that him and Colin should get together. And Colin sent a tweet out saying that he would fly him to LAX to, uh, to be on his show or whatever so he could talk to him about his shit. But uh, apparently... Yeah. That you know, Philip. He this hadn't happened when we, when we recorded last week, but he did a video, an apology video, where he basically didn't apologize at all. But um, but he also kind of like challenged everybody to dig into his stuff to see like yeah. what else he Kotaku specifically uh, plagiarized, right. and apparently that was like uh, became a, a downhill slide, and uh, they found stuff even going back to like his. Resume having stuff stolen stolen His from resume. other people. Yeah, what? I think yeah. dude, I think dude got caught and he said, "Well, I've got infamy going for me now. Let's just keep that train rolling." Like, yeah, he had to have been. I I don't even think you'd have to be like. No measure of intelligence determines whether or not like you've been caught and you share more. Like. Yeah. Might as well. You, you fuck it. Might as well. Yeah, but that's not really helping. It's that, or his, my feeling is yeah. that he has, has such delusional thinking that he doesn't understand that what he's doing is plagiarism. Yeah. And somebody, I, I forget who, uh, brought the point that, you know, we're in an internet age where questions of ownership are kind of abundant. Like everything is shared online. Sure. And mm-hmm. so maybe someone, you know, really beginning with our generation who grew up with the internet is in some ways, unfortunately accustomed to, to things not having clear cut ownership. And, you know, if it's online, mm-hmm. it's available for everybody. And, yeah. you know, I can use it in my article and what's the big deal. I mean, I, I think I, he's... Be, being my, being our age though, I even remember in college, like mm-hmm. the internet sources were not considered credible sources. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah, could use that. an internet source unless you did like a mental gymnastics thing around. Well, not mental gymnastics, but you did. Literally, you had to find the source you liked on the internet and then go to the library and find that book and then quote yeah. the books. Yeah, which is what I would do. Yep. And like, uh, so you were still using the internet, but you had 
and it wasn't plagiarism because you were citing a source. Sure. But yeah. just thinking about that, like if this guy's even near our age and he went to college at all, and he, especially if he went to school for any kind of journalism, like he understands citation. Yeah. Yeah. And why that's important and why you could use citation, I guess, not in a review though. Oh God! You can't use citation in review. That means no. The review is supposed to be your opinion on your own review being slanted. Well, it kind of it kind of proves more and more what I was saying about him. Like I always thought that he was not that he was not an interesting person because like he had no strong feelings about anything. But it turns out that he had no feelings about anything. Period. He just took all his feelings from someone else. So that's why I didn't really like him because he had no he had nothing to say interesting because he didn't have anything to say. I guess. And everything that he said was from other people. Yeah. About that. Like, they have, they're opening up about their feelings. I mean, they, they had been saying from the beginning that he needs to assert himself more and all that. But, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's just uh, evidence that he doesn't really have opinions, I guess. And uh, No, there are other people's he opinions. Like, <laughs> he has the, yeah. I, he's not confident in himself, I guess, to say a thing about a game. And it's crazy that he got right. as far as he did with just not having you know not doing any of his own shit that's amazing i mean i guess it had, have, it had to have started small and escalated like any yeah. anything of this grandiosity but to me like he, there had to have been a divorce of his brain with logic completely like yeah, yeah. john was saying like did he did he become delusional did he be did he start out delusional i would like to think based on stuff i've seen and like other stuff i've seen posted since then like uh Nintendo Wire posted a thing on their Twitter today. I think I found it through Reddit or whatever, but it was they literally were like watch his video and read our article at the same time. Yeah, and like I did, yeah. it, and it was it was unreal how how like these phrases were like mimicked exactly. Like, did he just get yeah. so deeply invested in it and not get caught that he just became more and more liberal with like how many words he was using in succession? Yeah, or did he start out that way? There wasn't. Did he, did he always think it was fine? I, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? There was an Engadget review of the Metroid, uh, Metroid Samus Returns, which someone pointed out to Jason Schreier of Kotaku on Twitter. He said, okay, so Engadget wrote the original review. Philip Mewson copied it. But in Engadget's original review, they mistakenly said yeah, right. that the R button was used for shooting when it was the L button or vice versa. I forget what it was. But Philly, Philip, he the said the exact same thing, made the same mistake. Very funny, huh? Yeah, you yeah, know, I, I saw, funny, I read ha, that too. Ha, but funny, like, Ew. yeah, no, I read that too. It's that's crazy. Yeah. That it's like like, something and I want to clarify right. something, something that I said last week. You know, I thought about it a lot. One of the responses I had was, you know, you know, Jeremy, you pointed out that he may, maybe he didn't do this just the one time, and you know, you were again proven right. Yeah, but I, I kind of reasoned. I thought everybody give him break you know he seems like a nice guy one i think everybody should not get too personal and as we were saying before not get into you know these like really really internet attack mode all that stuff but i thought about that other comment about him being a nice guy you know you know nice guys don't steal other people's stuff yeah right and and i think that's one way that people allow themselves to do bad things they say but i'm a nice guy well, um, yeah. nice guys don't do bad stuff, though, right? It's well, one they're glaring not exception. To. Yeah, yeah. Where I plagiarize yeah. the content of people that I assume will never get noticed because right. I have a better platform for my message. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times, you know, when you know somebody who has even wronged you in some way, you say, "Oh, but he—he's this, he's that, he's nice guy, nice guy." Mm. Ultimately, 
he did a terrible thing. Yes. And there's no way to say he's objectively a nice guy. He is the summation of his actions. Yeah. And his actions are, in this case, anyway, you know, all I know of him is, is that he's, it, it, it's deplorable to steal someone's work like that and claim mm. it as your own. Yeah. See, and that's why I, I totally think, like, he's the guy that had, like, I'm sort of getting this mental image in my head of, like, this whole army's, like, storming this castle gate, and he's, like, with that army, but he's got a wooden sword where they've all got metal swords. <laughs> and somehow he just managed yeah. to get all the way to that castle gate, and, like, most no, of the people with nobody the attacked him killed. Yeah. And he's standing there, and he's got this wooden sword. He's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Well, nobody. I actually, can't no, go any yeah. further now because now people <laughs> realize my word, my sword. Uh, you know, you know, you get my my metaphor here. Sure. Um, <laughs> it's wooden. Yeah. yeah. Not, and we, it's like, it, and and that he never knew because nobody had actually attacked him, and now that he's getting attacked, it's like, oh, yeah, my sword is wooden. But uh, yeah, it's um, I just can't believe it. it. Here's what I'll say about him and, and people who, you know do bad things and plagiarize and all that stuff. There's always a chance for a comeback. There's always, I mean, there's always a chance for, you know, working back from what you did, but it begins with realizing what you did. And as of right now, there's no evidence that he has fully realized what he's done. It's that like was reflected in his intervention where you have to admit to a problem. Yeah. Like, uh. You have to acknowledge it. So I agree with you there, John. Like if we like, Give this guy his humanity. Like this guy totally does not deserve the wrath of the entire internet. Like, no. yes, what he did was shitty. Oh no, he shouldn't like, be attacked. His For life sure. doesn't deserve to be completely ruined. He's got a wife. He's got a, a child. As far as I know, he's got uh, a young child and no. yeah. wife. And like their lives don't deserve to be destroyed by his mistakes. Right. Yeah, he, yeah, yes. Maybe he should have considered that before he did what he did. Yeah. But still, like there is a humanity here, and like I think the internet needs to. Maybe I think it's jets just a little bit. I think it's understandable that he sh very likely should never be allowed to work in, in the games industry again. You know, he can continue on his YouTube channel and you know find an audience that way if he wants to. But as far as professional games journalism, I think there's no coming. There's just no coming back uh. um, to that job. I think he should do some serious self reflection and hopefully realize that he he uh, did something terrible and. Come out with a real apology. I would like to see a real apology. From yeah, I watched that video uh, and it he was might pretty... also find fame in his infamy and never apologizing. Like a like a maybe you know if we, if we I don't want to get too like political, but think about like you know somebody who was in the White House in the inner circle and then like got fired and then suddenly the media loves that person. Mm -hmm. Like in a weird way, the person that worked at IGN that got you know slighted. They become famous in their own right by people who hate IGN or, you know. Yeah, I mean? yeah. So, oh, sure. Right. No, he could come out if and say, like, If he chooses that yeah. route, it's, it's a completely different thing. Well, he could he could go steal from all the uh, conspiracy theorist IGN Fame people and just, yeah. like, come they're, out they're and be like. the same thing. In a he can just come out and be like, oh, yeah, no, they get paid off for their reviews, blah, blah, blah. And people actually uh -huh. pay attention to him because uh, there's conspiracy theory. People, like, believe that and they think it's real, you know, so. He could just go with that and just steal their steal their idea and start saying available. that. Yeah, but um, yeah, no that that video that he did was pretty bad. Where it was just like it never really said it. Ooh. It never really explained why he did it. It, it never really explained. Uh, he never apologized for it, and he never was like he was just like, oh, I looked at everything before I did it, and that's all he said. And I was like, okay. Which I actually yeah. had to I had to read a transcript of the video because by the time I clicked on it, it, it had been taken down. I'm oh, sure it's yeah. been mirrored. But yeah, I yeah. I had to actually read a transcript. Oh wow! Right. 
Well, he also monetized that video, by the way. Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> of course he did. Good, Good for him. Yeah, he yeah. wants you to click it's, on that's those ads. Me, man. Yeah. Yeah, of course yeah, he did, because he, he knew he'd get a lot of clicks from it. He never actually, the most egregious thing is he never actually apologized to Boomstick Gaming. Mm-hmm. No, he, he never did. He applauded He like, wished them well or whatever. Said, yeah. Hey, keep doing what you're doing, man. Looks like, like you got a good thing going. Yep. And he even made the comparison. He said, I know what it's like to be a small-time YouTuber. Yep. I clawed my way up. And blah, blah, blah. Like, say the words, I'm sorry. Yeah. So just say, I'm sorry. Nope. He never did it. He never admitted. He never said what he did. Mm. He said something along the lines of, oh, you know, I was ultimately the editor and I take responsibility. But right. he never said the thing that he did. Yeah. He never said, even, I plagiarized. Even on his original Twitter, when he posted the article before he got accused of um, mm. plagiarism, it did kind of seem like his words were calculated to not legally come back to IGN. He's like, this is my first interview or my first review that I edited entirely yeah. myself while well, yeah. like he mm. there was something calculated about it that I almost wonder if he didn't hope to be caught and get the string of infamy as his like mm. maybe he wanted to leave IGN already and he wanted that string of infamy to but see it goes back so far I don't know that's a really that's like what they call like 4D yeah. chess or whatever <laughs> on the internet <laughs> Yeah, well, was uh, he thinking that far ahead I don't yeah. know uh, well, I mean, what I want to say is, uh, it, it does make IGN look pretty bad that like they didn't notice that he did all of these plagiarists while plagiarisms while he was there. Oh yeah, including I'll his own resume. It kind of makes them look like, uh, maybe you really suck at hiring people, or maybe you should look into the people you hire a little bit more. Altaro basically said like they rallied around him because of the hate the internet was giving him. They like kind of rallied around him, like, no, he's just like a young whippersnapper. Oh, when he was. He's clawing his way up. When he he was hired. Like, he's clawing his way up the ladder. And he has this unique opportunity to have a platform on IGN, and we're going to support him because how inspirational would it be? Well, I'm kind of going with my own thoughts here, but how inspirational, like, you could be a small time YouTuber and eventually write for IGN based on your videos. Mm -hmm. Sure. Like, that's an inspirational story that anybody that. Mm watches or reads IGN would love to be the truth. I think they were in trying the end, to... I think, you know, everybody at IGN deserves kudos because number one, as we said last week, they acted swiftly and fired him within like six hours or something. Oh, yeah. It was, it was hours, yeah. not days. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. in the day. And then I also want to applaud the managers at IGN for not telling all the editors to basically hush up about it. Yeah. Um, because if, if you look on their personal channels, everybody is just venting. Everybody is saying exactly what they want to say. Mm-hmm. They're letting it out. And we're all getting a little window into how they really feel. And I think that is commendable to the managers that they didn't say, hey, everybody just like shut up about it. Mm-hmm. And now if you notice on their actual official coverage, I think rightfully so, they don't mention Philip by name anymore. When they're talking about what happened, they say this writer the yeah. writer has been fired. Mm-hmm. The one time where they did mention it was, of course, on NBC. They, they opened that very succinctly. They said uh, something, I'm not quoting, but um, some along the lines of, uh, hey, in case you guys, I'm sure you guys know all, 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 all stuff that's going on, but um, Philip Musin and IGN have parted ways. They didn't even say that he got fired, he got shit canned yeah. or mm-hmm. whatever. They said that they parted ways. Was, they've been very professional about it. But I just really like that, you know, I'm a official official channels of being professional. Um, 
everybody's personal channels, they have the freedom to say what they want to say. And I think that's really, really commendable. Sure. Which while I've read it, I mean, it's been somewhat personal, but they've still sort of been more about the generic journalist and how not generic journalist in that, you know what I mean? Like what rules a journalist should be upheld to. So like, they're like, this person was a journalist. Therefore they are held to these accountabilities and blah, blah, blah. So like, I mean, this is game. Is it games? Is it sports? Is it, uh, is it the lottery? Is it, uh, real? I don't know. Whatever it is, it's journalism and it's supposed to be the facts. Sure. And original facts and not, not stolen facts. Up or something you stole. Mm, yeah. And then one of the, one of the, uh, I think most, uh, notable points I think that I've seen in all this, some that Brian Altano posted on the group the other day, you know, Along something along the lines of why would we feel the need to look out for plagiarism in a review? Because most people would, mm-hmm. most gamers, anyway, passionate gamers, people who read IGN, they might jump at the chance chance to do a review and for a living and mm-hmm. get paid to to espouse their thoughts. Yeah, you know, whereas it's not like strict reporting necessarily. Where sometimes you know it might be a little bit of a slog and you just got to report the facts and blah blah. You should be excited if you're into games and you're a writer. You should be excited to report your thoughts and your opinions. And so I can understand how they didn't feel the need to look out for for plagiarism in a review mm-hmm. because you, you would think you would hope that everybody you've hired to do a video game review is very excited to just jump out and say what they want to say. Yeah. Unless, Who knows? I, yeah. I can't understand the mental gymnastics that Sleep had to go through. To find himself in a situation where he felt the need to plagiarize in a, a an industry that he supposedly loves. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. don't know if it was like that. For him, I just wonder if it was just like... I think he just... You know, yeah. I, I, I've got this idea. I'm just going to see how far I can take it and just run yeah. like as quickly as I can at that castle gate. Yeah. With my wooden sword. <laughs> and I'm going to see how far I can get. And yeah. he did really mm-hmm. well. I think he just because uh, everybody's just like, of course he's passionate. Look at that passion. Look at other he's people's running passion. Running so fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's uh, a lot of it's. You know, maybe he has no like faith in himself either, or just he's a total hack. Like he has no writing I talent he whatsoever. He's just like him that provided that. Yeah, he read enough that he's like, oh, I like this. I'll take this. I'll take that. Yeah. I think there are also people who like having written who don't like writing. They like having something done that they can show off. Hey, look what I did. Yeah. And there's a certain romanticism to being a writer and having, oh, this is my book. Yeah. This is my article. This is my whatever. But the actual process of writing is, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes no, it's have, hard to like sit have... down and think about something and, you know, evaluate a, a game or a movie or, or whatever you're evaluating. Sure. And that, uh, you know, sometimes you want to take shortcuts. But if you're good at what you do, you just kind of power through that and find a new way to to express your opinion. Yeah. Well, if you, I mean, if you expect, if you respect writing, you wouldn't steal other yeah. people's and claim that that's. See, good I'm like, you know? see, like, I'm a, I'm a cook. So let's say, like, someone orders a well done burger. You know, I'm a line cook. I cook burgers <laughs> to order. That's the thing I do. And like, what if I like was like someone orders a well done burger and I'm like, I'm gonna take that shortcut and I put it in the microwave. You're 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 principal Skinner in that episode of uh, steamed hams. My steamed hams. Yeah, your steamed hams. Yeah, you're running out the door. But I'm going against everything that I care about because I want to 
give people really good food and I want it to be cooked to order. You know, I want it to be very specific to their expectations. But I'm like, no, I'm not going to fucking wait five minutes for this well-known burger to cook. I'm going to throw it in the microwave for three minutes and just like serve them this piece of this hockey puck. No, of course that it doesn't really even work that way. That's like a a stretch of the truth, even to make it an allegory. But like, that's the thing. Like the quality of my work is why people is why my job exists in the first place. Sure. My my work has to have tr there's trust that my work is specific to what you're expecting. Yeah. Journalism, any kind of journalism, you're expecting the truth. That's yeah. what you want. And that's why they fired him within say within hours oh, of yeah, exactly, exactly. Was that they had to have respect for them. But no matter how I try to like flip myself around to like focus on the human I'm still like, but even if he did this, if he worked at the bowling alley and he gave you the wrong size shoes or he gave you the shoes that had like literal like dog shit in them because they weren't cleaned or yeah. you know what I mean? Like, sure. There's so many spots. Where cut the corners. Like, yeah. Cut corners. You fail. Yeah, sure. No, I hear that. But let's not talk too much about Philip. We've got almost like 20 minutes of him. <laughs> I want to talk about better things, like more, uh, more uplifting things. Like uh, Nintendo's online service. <laughs> we get to play Woo-hoo! Mario 3 online. See an ads for it. It's right around the corner. Woohoo. Yay. I don't think nobody seems to be really that excited about Mario 3 uh, online past the controller. But uh, Jeremy and I, I'm sure, will do an online thing for that when it comes out. <laughs> you could play it with that controller right there, too. I am excited about Mario 3 online because of my SNES controller. Yeah, you can play it with that. I mean, it's, you know, I. Is that the only game that's going to come out? Is that I don't know. That's the only thing they've shown so far. But that's all we know. Yeah, it's probably going to be like that and ice hockey, ice climbers. Yeah, <laughs> or ice hockey. Yeah, or urban champion. No, urban cha- urban I champion is Mario October. Online, like more than anything. Yeah, because I miss I miss the Wii one. I want to play Doctor Mario online again. Well, there should be a Tetris online too. Tetris is great. Yeah, you should be able to play that. Well, even though I think that's engine Tetris. I, th- I think there's some. Uh, legal hang-ups on that like i don't think they can actually use tetris anymore because they couldn't even sell it on the eShop, the game boy tetris on 3ds so they probably couldn't do that because i think like what is it like ea owns it now or something there, there's some complications like to the actual tetris label so they i don't know man to... i would love I like if it was tetris company original... owns tetris yeah. no i mean it's uh, uh they had they had to pull it from the shop they can't sell the tetris game boy game anymore on eShop Ew. through the 3ds I have it because I bought it way early, but no, if you look for it right now, it's not on there. Well, even if like uh, that whole Ardu Boy thing that I like got involved with for a little while, like they had to make the Tetris version had to be its own separate machine. Mm. It couldn't be that you could download Tetris on. It had to be its own like independent unit that you couldn't download other stuff on because of the copyrights. So that's like as of like last October. Yeah. So I don't think we would see. I mean, well, I mean, the Switch is pretty hot, but I don't think you would see the NES Tetris on their on their online service. That would probably make them pay for whatever, and they probably don't want to do that. Like, they're just let's put out our old ROMs again for the millionth time for that. But yeah, you're starting to see some stuff. It's going to be in the middle of September, right? Didn't I read that correctly? Like the actual date will be like in it. Is it won't be at the beginning? I, I saw that somewhere. I thought it was like September twentieth or something. Yeah, that's like, that's like about the middle after the. Yeah, it's later. It's not a. It's five days before um, Valkyria Chronicles four. So uh, you got that. 
you get to play Mario for five days and then you can play that game, which is better. But, uh, yeah. And yeah, there's, you're starting to see some more stuff about it. And, um, I don't know. Yeah. There was nothing, nothing really talked about in the smash brothers on that, but maybe they'll do that. Maybe they'll do a demo, you know, some sort of beta demo thing when the Nintendo thing comes around. I have to think we almost, we also must be getting a OS update at that time. I have to think, they go hand in hand, right? Oh, wait. There was, there was another thing about that as well, though. Did you see that, like, only select games will get cloud backups as well? For, mm-hmm. for the. Uh, that, yeah. yeah, so that kind of sucks. I thought that you were going to get to cloud backup mm-hmm. everything. Now it's going to be only the ones who work thing, with it. Like, yeah. yeah so maybe. Let's hope it's Breath of the Wild. Okay. It'll be Breath of the Wild. Odyssey. Yeah. We'll be Nintendo stuff, I'm sure. I'm May- just thinking of the games I spent the most time on. I was thinking of ones that have like video capture. They'll probably do it right. The ones that have the thirty second capture. Oh, that makes sense. Maybe I don't know. I mean, because wasn't there a weird one that didn't have that? that did I don't know. We talked about it a few, a few weeks ago. You can't do it on Octopath still, as far as I know. Yeah, that was the weird one. It's weird that Octopath you can't do it, but you can do it on everything else. I find that really weird, actually, because you can do it in like Ease. I haven't tried like, recently. And like Shining Resonance, so like Maybe why can, not though. that? Yeah, I don't know. But, but uh, I've also been playing with Super Nintendo controllers, so so you can't do it if you. Yeah. Well, I can't. Like I hit down and select to go to the home menu, so maybe yeah. there's a secret. I don't think there's a secret button. capture thing, as far as I know. I don't know. In in the instructions that I got for this, for these new ones, it didn't say. All it said was like on and how to search or whatever. But yeah, we have we have that uh, Nintendo online service coming up. It's uh, almost like a month away, so we'll have that to look forward. We've to. We've been talking Mario about 3. it. For almost two years now, because yeah. before we even knew what the Switch was, we were like, how is Nintendo going to handle the online? Yeah, well, here it is. It's got to be it's better than on... the Wii U, because that fucking sucked. Yeah, well, it was free, at least. The Wii it U was, was free, that's true. Yeah. And it we've was, had we've had our bad. online demo in that reality, or in reality, we've had that demo, yeah. because it's been free up until not done being free yet. Mm. And I think only, I still think only certain games will be behind the Nintendo online service wall. Like, I don't think Fortnite is going to be where you have to pay for it to play it. And I also think you'll be able to use, like, inevitably Netflix, but they've already got Hulu. and I think all that stuff's going to be Hulu and Nico Nico. I expect that there are more surprises in store that they haven't talked about, and that those are just the three biggest things. Like, ultimately, if if that was it, like, those three things, the online saves and online gameplay and then the rotating library games I, I, I would be disappointed i want to see like an achievement system for starters like mm-hmm. i don't think we're gonna get that. Nintendo an official real achievement system that'd be great um it's gonna be like you've achieved online status yay yeah. that's what you get you get one achievement <laughs> you've achieved you achieved nintendo online for a year that's your achievement you put you pay them 20 dollars. you get your achievement that's the service <laughs> I like uh, I like the thought of like ghosts of the developers themselves playing like certain games and you can oh with sure that. yeah like scores like what if you did a speed run with Mario three with like the ghost of Gunpei Yokoi yeah it could be Ooh. playing a, be a real ghost. against you mm. well you know he's not the real guy wait <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I don't know I mean I'm still we'll see I mean it's around the corner but yeah we're starting to see some seedlings of it. I'm wondering when you can actually like start pre-sailing it in the eShop or whatever, when you can actually buy it through that, because that's going to be the way I'm going to do it. I'm not going to buy the card or whatever, because I know you can buy cards, but I'm sure yeah. you'll... I want the card, because I want a physical media. <laughs> you want a physical media for the <laughs> online service? 
I want to buy that modem. I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it until there's a physical <laughs> copy of it. Speaking of stuff that we didn't get a physical copy of, uh, Night Trap is now on the eShop. Uh, you can uh, you can buy it now. What is what is it like thirteen forty nine? I think yeah. the price it comes For out pre-order. next order comes out oh, next Friday. A, a, a wire, a fish reel to choke a hooker to death with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it comes out next Friday, the twenty fifth of uh, August. So it's right around. The I'm corner. buying that as soon as we sign off. Yeah, it's uh it's up there, which which is great. It finally got an actual release date, among many other things. What is it? There's there's a lot of good shit that came out this week. Uh, Cosmic Star Heroines out right now for only like fourteen bucks. That's a really cool RPG that's modeled after Chrono Trigger. It was on PS4 for a while and Vita, and uh, that ga- that game's dope. I-, I played it before on PS4, and I wanted to get it again on Switch. But if you want Cosmic Star Heroine is dope. Yeah, it's totally dope. Like like the uh, drug. No no, it's a good it's a good game, and it's totally cheap and totally worth it. Like if you're if you want to play That's an RPG, fourteen bucks. Yeah, if you want to play an RPG other than Octopath, it's totally worth playing. But it's it's modeled after Chrono Trigger, so they have like so there's like triple attacks and stuff like that that you can build up with different characters, like in that regard. And it's and the sprites look really good on it, and it's a it's a cool game. Um, also, another thing that I didn't even know was up here until today. Uh, there's I guess the Telltale Walking Dead season three game is on there. I never played two, but one was really cool, like the. You know, those, oh, those story-based games. games. Well. I, I saw that was on there, but the other seasons aren't on there. Yeah. Not. So you don't get to, you don't get all the choices and stuff that would affect that, I guess. If they do that, or if only the choices are only per season, I don't know. It's kind of weird that they didn't do like a full pack where you could play the first one too, because uh, that would be a better way to do it. But it's on there. It's 20 bucks. Um, that one kind of came out of nowhere. What else? Um, it, it appears that, that, uh, Dark Souls has has an actual release date, and we yes. talked we talked about this. Nineteenth, yeah, yeah, no, it's we actually act- happening. We actually talked about this before a, a couple weeks ago. We said that uh, that it was leaked through like Amazon Paris or something like that. That was uh, that it was um, that date, and then it ended up being that date eight eight nineteen. So, and people denied it because it wasn't summer, and uh, Nintendo officially lied to you, and now it's not coming out in summer. But yeah, if anybody cares about Dark Souls. Uh, remastered edition or whatever it's coming out on october 19th it's kind of got to the point where i don't really care anymore about that game but it's still coming out and it's still 40 dollars. so for anyone who is still waiting for it to come out you have have you played it before i played demon souls on playstation 3 so i sort of played it because demon souls is became dark souls later demon souls was the was the exclusive and then dark souls came out after that so I have an idea of how I play it. Yeah, I've hard actually it played Dark Souls a little bit because it was a free download on the 360, mm. which I still have. Yeah, I plugged it in recently and I had Dark Souls, so I was like, kind of funny. But, it's yeah, hard. Yeah, no, it's a difficult game. Have you played it, John? Never played it before. Is it? It's like a 3D beat 'em up, or what would you say it is? Uh, I mean, it's like a really hard Zelda, I guess, with permadeath. Yeah, it's like a Zelda uh, with no forgiveness, no long yeah. milk, no fairies. It's a very Ooh. difficult game. It's like very precise, is what people loose. say. Even though I don't think it, I don't know. Like I said, all I played was Demon Souls, and I it didn't definitely think... has the weirdness of Majora's Mask if it was a Zelda comparison. I guess, but not, but not like where you need to meet the postman at like three o'clock on Tuesday or whatever. There's none of that in there. It's more like a. You gotta find this dragon and hope to not get killed after it, so when it hits you once. Is there a new Monster Hunter demo? 
Uh, there, there will be. There should be, because Monster Hunter comes out at the end of this at the end of this month, so it should be on there. Uh, Generations Ultimate is supposedly is out today, as of the day we're recording, but it must have just happened. The demo. Yeah, it's supposed to be August sixteenth. Maybe it'll come out later in the day, but. Oh yeah, no, the demo's not up right now. I'm looking at it right now on the eShop. There is no demo on there. But if you if you got on the Japanese eShop way back when, there's a demo for that. Like I still have that demo. Yeah. Also, uh. Was it coming out right after that? Uh, the week after Night Trap is uh, the Messenger has a release date, which I was super psyched about that game. That's that game that, that that's the game that exists in the different uh, in in the different like types of games where you like go to the future and it's sixteen bit, and you go to the past and it's eight bit. Oh, that one, yeah, yeah, that one looked really cool. That's cool, yeah. It's uh, twenty bucks and it comes out the week after Night Trap, so I'll definitely get that game. That one's on my list, but it, it finally it finally got a release date. I'm super super pumped about that. Uh, World Ends With You got a release date, too, October 12th. That's coming out. Um, Doom 2, or Doom Eternal, has been confirmed for the Switch, so I'm happy to see that. Doom Eternal. Yeah. I mean, eternally yours, Doom. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was pretty, that was pretty <laughs> rad. Um, Child of Light and Valiant Heart, those are coming to Switch. Child of Light was a really cool game. I never played Valiant Heart, but it was like those eShop uh, indie artsy games. Windjammers is coming to Switch. Did you see that amazing uh, trailer for that? They did like nope. this hilarious '90s trailer where this guy, like, all of a sudden these two people turn into like '90s people and they play Windjammers. It's like a old, uh, it's like an old sports game, sports game involving uh, frisbees and whatnot. It's pretty pretty cool. That's that's coming out. I guess uh, what is it? A division of uh, THQ Nordic uh, got the rights to. Um, Time Splitters and Second Sight. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Koch see that. Media, or however you pronounce it, um, they they I guess somebody sold the sold the um, whatever the name, the Time Splitters name and the Second Sight name. It doesn't have. Uh, it's not going to have the team on there that were X Rare people. It's not going to have Free Radical or anything like that, which sucks. So it probably won't be that good. But they could always do like a re-release of Time Splitters two or three or one. That'd be cool. Or they could do like a trilogy version. And apparently, they got the rights to Second. What's- what? What's Second Sight? Second Sight is the um, third person. Like uh, you have, uh, I actually had it for GameCube. It's a, uh, it's it's like a it's like a third person uh, psychic. Uh, what do you call it? Um, kinetic. You can move stuff with your mind in there. It's like a third person action uh, action game with with telekinetic powers. Yeah, that's basically what I'll it is. It it's you can buy it for like three dollars on GameCube. Like seriously, it's like so cheap. Like eBay kept asking me to get it, and it's you can buy it for less than five dollars. But I did have it at one point, and I think I traded it for something. But yeah, it's a, it, it it has the same art style as Time Splitters. It's just a different game. It's like more of a it's like more of a stealth based uh, kinetic third person shooter thing. Was it also a free radical game? It was. Yeah, they were both free radical games. Yeah, look it up on eBay. It's it's dirt cheap. They were they were they were trying to get me to buy it, and I th- I thought about I thought about it for a second, but it's it's like so cheap. No, well, no, that's a, that's the. Uh, well, this is showing fourteen ninety nine now. I, I swear I saw one for less than five dollars. There's one for seven. Yeah, there's a couple for like thirty five. Maybe it went up since last time I saw it. But no, I, I kept getting emails from eBay being like, "Buy a second sight for five dollars." It has it has a bald dude with his hands on his head and a gun in the air on the front cover. You you've probably seen it. He's like, this. I'm looking it up, man, and it's looking up. But yeah, they, they they acquired the rights to that, so maybe they'll do some sort of re-release. This is what it looks like right here. Oh, I remember that one. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's an interesting thing that happened. 
Was it Gone Home? The game Gone Home comes out next week. Did any of you guys ever play that game? Yeah, that's no, one of the first. I played it. Maybe the first walking simulator I ever played. Oh, I, I, I know a lot of people have talked about it. I've never played it, but that's coming to Switch next week as it's well. It's pretty good. Is it? Well, not knowing at all what it was when I first played it, it did throw me for a loop. So I think that's part of the appeal of it. Like if you don't know what you're going into, then you'll have a better experience. Oh, okay. Yeah, now, 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 now walking simulator is like a genre, but I don't think it was when that game came out. It kind of like uh, pioneered it. Pioneered the walking simulator. It was one of them, I think. For sure. Yeah. No. I, mean, I think it won um, best Mac game or something. I don't. Macs don't have uh, many games to write home about. <laughs> was it a Mac exclusive when it won? I think so. I could be wrong. Maybe I know. I know. I, know, I remember getting like. A lot of awards and everything. Yeah. Sure. I, I mean, I think it deserved to get a lot of awards. It's a great game. But I played it like three years ago, at least. It was before, I think it was maybe before we started recording the podcast. Yeah, no, I, I'm interested. Is, is is it long? Like, how, how long is it? Oh, you can probably finish it in less than three hours. Oh, wow. Well, I hope it's not super expensive then. I mean, I, I do like games that are shorter, but it sucks when you get something and you beat it all in one sitting. Unless it's something like uh, Ikaruga, where you can like go through it, you know, and try to breach your scores or whatever. So I'm, I might have to check that out. I don't know. It's not. It's not up on the eShop yet, so it doesn't have. The, it doesn't have the price yet. But also, what the Blob Two is on here for eight. It's coming out at the end of this month, the twenty eighth. Also, Freedom Planet, which was a game on Wii U that we got in a. Uh, I think it came in like a humble bundle thing, but that's basically like Sonic, but not Sonic. You might be interested in that game. It looks like a Sonic game, but without Sonic characters. Like it's super fast. You can like spin, spin and do, spin through walls and stuff like that on there. Is there uh, any other new stuff that you guys have? I think that's all I have on my list for this week. I can't think of anything. No. Aside from uh, you know, unless unless more has happened with Philip since we started recording. I'm I'm kidding. Very well, it could be. The, I feel like I would be happy if we just never talked about him again. Uh, apparently, uh, Rage Two. The guys who made the Rage Two game are looking at Nintendo Switch and trying to port that. That's some news. It's not a super huge, but I played Rage One on PS3, and I didn't think it was that great. But it was made by uh, what's his face, uh, the well, the guy from Doom. Well, that was like his next thing. Uh, John Romero. John Romero. John yeah, or was it John Romero? Carrick? I think it's Romero that that worked on it actually. So that's coming out. There, there's a company, Mega Cat Studios. They made a new game for any for for Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and Sega Genesis. Little Medusa. I was looking at that, which I thought was funny because it's like Little Samson, but Little Medusa. But it's like a top-down, uh, you know, adventure type thing. It's like you can get it for like 60 bucks. A brand new game for Super Nintendo. I thought about it, but I was like, uh, I don't really know much about it. And paying 60 bucks for a random Super Nintendo cart seems kind of seems kind of crazy. But uh, oh, I was hearing about uh, Nintendo is doing a lot of takedowns of uh, ROM sites. Oh, yeah. Have they been doing that? that for a while? Or they should be doing that for a while. Yeah. But apparently it's like full-blown lawsuits and stuff, not just cease and desist letters no um yeah i don't know i don't have much to say on on that but i just remember hearing about it Mm. so they're like getting ready to release a bunch of roms maybe yeah try to get people uh trying to get people to get the um the what other stuff whatever stuff did you see uh where was it um they they teased a a bravely default sequel this was a kind of like a couple of weeks ago but at a at a square event um, after after the one million, I know we talked about the one million units of uh, Octopath, but uh, basically, 
there was a tweet that with uh, with art basically resembling a uh, fairy with wings that looked very much like the fairy from Bravely Default. So people are thinking that Square Enix is teasing Bravely Default 3, which would be great to, for our uh, listener, um, Jesse, Jesse folks, because uh, he calls that game the god tier of RPGs, which I, I invited him on the to the NVC group, and I've already seen him commenting to people and telling them uh, that Bravely Default is the best game ever over Octopath. So I thought that was pretty fun to read. On the, on the Facebook group. But yeah, he'd be happy to see that there'll probably be a Bravely Default game coming out for the Switch in the future. I mean, why not? They sold a million on Octopath. Might as well go to Bravely, too. Those always sold pretty well. But aside from that, I think that's all the news I got for the week. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, this has been episode 134. Heavy on the news, light on the topic. I'm sure we'll have a topic at some point. But, you know, we haven't really had, like, an official recording in a while, so we had a lot to talk about because I've been crazy busy and all that. But, uh, you know, you can find us on Nintendo Main Podcast. Uh, you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. I'll probably be streaming a lot of stuff there. I'll probably stream something right now. But, uh, you know, I normally do that Thursday in the day or, or Wednesday in the day or, you know, at the night. In the night after like 11 or so. And Jeremy and I, we stream sometimes at 2 in the morning on Fridays. You can check that out. And uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jeremy Kowski. John Litter. And, uh, you know, check us out. Go uh, go download some stuff on uh, on the iTunes and give us reviews and all that. We appreciate that stuff. And, of course, you can check us out on Twitter also. I'm Nintendo underscore domain, Jeremy's Stack. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. See you. Later. Don't steal any shit online. You wouldn't download a car. <laughs> <laughs> Behold my field where I grow my fucks. He's Observe like, how it is barren. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs>